From the forests and heaths of West Suffolk to the pastoral calm of the Dedham Vale, Suffolk is a county which revels in its beauty, but also in its humility. And yet it's full of successful businesses, purposeful charities, and fascinating people. The conversations that we are holding are with the people in Suffolk who work on the three things that you can do with your money. You can spend it, you can save it, or you can give it away. So we're talking with the entrepreneurs and the business leaders where we spend our money. We're talking to the independent financial advisors and money experts who help us when we have financial issues. And we're talking to the charities and the community groups who are making a difference within our county. So it's great to be able to welcome Jenny Bradman with me. So Jenny, uh, the term is a travel counsellor. Well, we're slightly different um, and slightly unique in the sense that um, all our clients are our own and we tailor make absolutely everything to somebody's requirement. There's no brochures involved. There's nothing to say, oh, the computer says this or the brochure says this. This is what you've got to do. It's... Um, we call it a counsellor because we sit and we chat one-to-one -one with our clients. We build that relationship with them to make sure that the travel plans that they're looking at doing are what they want to do. You know, we try not to compromise anywhere. That's interesting because, of course, when people spend money on holidays, it's often quite a lot of money, isn't it? And It can be, yeah. Um, I guess one of the disappointments would be someone coming back after spending a lot of money and not getting exactly the experience that they were anticipating. Exactly. And the thing is, as well, is everybody works hard all year and they'll have their 20, 25 days holiday that they get allocated to take. Obviously, you know, for most people that are employed, 20, 25 days holiday a year. Um, Self-employed people, you know, like myself and my husband, if I can get him to take 20 days holiday in a year, it'd be amazing. But, yeah. you know, the way I see it is everybody works incredibly hard all year. You know, we have commitments here, commitments there, and you may get a window of a week, two weeks to, to travel. Um, and to go abroad somewhere or even stay in this country but to go away take a total relaxation and you know say right okay this is what I want to do this is what I want to experience um, so and I think there's a massive value in that um, you know not just it's not value as in pounds it's for personal value so mm. it's something that you're hopefully going to remember for the rest of your life that you know when you're having a conversation you say oh yeah do you remember when we went to this place and you know when, and I want everybody to have that experience but also have it as a positive experience and a positive memory and mm. um, I think that they right from start to finish we well we can look forward to going when they get there they love every minute of it when they get back they want to tell everybody about it and you know in, in 10 years time you know still be saying oh yeah do you remember when we went to such and such place and, and we oh do you remember the people we met there and you know and the things that you see and and that's the value in something as well mm. as obviously the cost of going it you know it I don't want anybody to have come back and say, oh, yeah, we wanted to go there and we really wanted to see this. And but it, it didn't have that. And I thought it was going to have that. It, I, I want every, as, as much of the experience to always be a positive experience. Really interesting point, because I think increasingly there's a recognition by people that, yes, things are, are good. And yes, OK, you might want to work, you know, change your car or whatever it is. But actually an experience is shared with other people much more. Than much an item, more now, and asset. And yes. much more, much much more now than than ever before. One, you know, 
people are I think a lot more sociable now um but also with social media and things like that you know every minute of every, some people's every minute of every day is you want to be sharing positive experiences look what I've got you know look what I've done look where I've been you know and you don't want there should never be any negativity in that Mm. But even even if it's not necessarily used on social media, we take a lot more digital pictures and video exactly. and, yeah. and all of those things are probably better at retaining memories than 20, than 25 years else. ago. And, you, know, yeah. digital, you know, people have, you know, where we used to have photo albums when we were kids, you know, it was quite funny because I've been supporting photos out recently. And, you know, you have the big, what I call the big chunky photo albums and you put your photos in there and stick them down and everything. You know, but now, you know, we've come away from that slightly and you have books printed you know people have but my sister's one she's got like books on her coffee table it's like oh yeah that was our trip to here and this is our trip and people have that and they actually mm. have books and it's like and I just think it's amazing things to do so it, it and you should always look at these things with always the positive side of things I try and make it as I say that you wouldn't pick up that and go back and thinking about that memory and thinking about that holiday and think yeah it was brilliant but there, I, I always want it to be, and, and travel counsellors, all of us, because I'm, you know, it's not just me, there is hundreds of us. Um, that's what we aim for. That's definitely, you know, 100% what everybody is aiming for. Yeah, yeah, wow, amazing. So, how did you get into that then? Did you, uh, was it what you always wanted to do? Um, I'd always wanted to be in travel. Uh, absolutely. I don't know, I've, it's just something that's always fascinated me. Um, and I was, um, when I left school, I applied, didn't get to picked I was like you know that I was the YTS aged um, and I didn't I didn't get managed to get a job for whatever reason um, and then I just literally there was there was a job advertised at, um, one of the high street travel um, shops and I just walked in and said can I talk to you about that and having and obviously I I talked my way into this job and I because I had been on holiday and had traveled and it was just you know I think I was they obviously knew I when they spoke to me that I could convey what I'd done and you know I was I was good at that I was fair you know she's actually really good at this um and I did work for them so I started in the high street um and I you know I was about 25 yeah so it's about 25 years ago so I was about 24 25 at the time um and I worked in the high street there for for several years um and my children were beginning to grow up I had two children by then I had my children while I was working there I already had one I had my second while I was working there um and my youngest one was um around five years old I think yeah he was about five um and my eldest one was 10 and I became one of those mums where I was at work all of the time I was you know helping running the shop managing the shop um and being shop manager you're there and, and doing everything um and I, we had the whole summer holidays and it, I hated it. It was the first time that I'd actually not, I love my job, but I didn't like going to work because I was, you know, my, my children were on their summer holidays from school. I was getting them up at seven o'clock in the morning to get them ready to go to the child minders for the day. You know, they weren't able to go out and play with their friends all day. They weren't able to stay at home and have a lane or, you know, do the things that children in school holidays should be able to do. Their, their day wasn't, you know, they were still getting up in the morning. They weren't able to lounge around. They weren't, you know, say so couldn't go out to play. They were going to the childminders. They were at the childminders all day. I was picking them up at the end, you know, at half past five in the evening, coming home, dinner, bed. And I was like, you know, and that summer holiday really made me realise actually, you know, although I have a lovely job and I'm loving my life, it wasn't really fair on them. Um, and travel counsellors had um, an advert, we have our travel papers every week delivered to the shop. And I see this 
you know, advertisement in there. And I thought, hmm, actually, I could do this job working from home because that's what I do. I work from home. Um, and there was a couple of different companies in there and it all worked very different. And it was all very new. The, the company had, you know, travel counsellors weren't, you know, as big as what they are now. They were very, very small. Um, but I just thought, you know what, maybe I could do this. Um, I know a lot of people. I, I, I grew up in Haverhill where I was still living at the time. And I thought, well, I know everybody. These people are my friends. And, I, you know, well, of course they'll do this. And so I was very lucky at the time that I just thought, right, you know what, I'm going to go for this. And the thought of owning my own travel business, I was a bit <laughs> like, oh, my God. Um, bit of a shock. It was a bit of a shock to the system. But I was like, you know, well, what have I got to lose? If it doesn't work, then I'll go back to a high street agent, you know, or I'll do something different. But I needed to do that. So that's what gave me the push and the jump was actually I wanted to be a mum, I wanted to be there for my children. I wanted them um, to have a school, you know, their school holidays and all that enjoyment and things like that. But um, so that's primarily why I did it. And then there was a lot of bonuses that came with it on top of that. You know, I could go and watch the school plays for the first time ever. You know, I could go to sports days. I didn't have to try and take a day's holiday to go to watch that. And, you know, my, my youngest one, uh, well, both of them used to play, do a lot of sport for their schools and play football on a Saturday. Well, I'd never been to a Saturday football <laughs> match, you know, because because I was always at the shop. So all of a sudden I got the pleasure out of being able to do all of that and be able to, you know, travel council. It, it enabled me to have my own business, to build my own business, which is, you know, taken off more and better than I ever dreamt it would. Um, and I say, you know, 17 years in, I'm here and um, the children are grown up and gone, but I'm still here. So I guess that's um, just worth looking back on, really, just to say that, of course, that sounds as though it's only positives. You know, it was and, and the opportunities sound great in the sense of, you know, having the control of your own diary, not having to work weekends, all of those sorts of things. But I guess there was a risk as well. Oh, a huge risk, um, you know, because I went from, you know, having a salary, I was guaranteed where, yes, we earned commission from, you know, the from whatever holidays we sold, it was quite a small amount, I don't know how it's changed now. Um, but um, I went from having a salary, a guaranteed wage, to leaving and not having that, not having any backup, not having, um, you know, a, a guaranteed wage, because, you know, we are, we don't get paid as such we get paid when people travel we we are i am 100 commission only the hotels pay me the airlines pay me whoever so you know i went from having that that security of having a job um to oh my gosh this is mine now <laughs> you know i've really got to make this work and i've got to do it um but i had in my head right okay you know as long as i earn you know x amount of money a month and i you know i will be okay and i i think because I went in with it, not putting any pressure on myself, um, you know, luckily, you know, I have got my husband behind me and he was like really, really supportive, which obviously was great. And he was, you know, he ran his business and everything. So he had a total understanding because he ran his business and I understood where he was coming from. And it, it, I was very lucky it worked. It doesn't work for everybody, but it really has worked for me. And I can honestly say in all the, since, you know, 2004, there hasn't been a negative. There's yeah. nothing that's made me think, oh, I need to go back and work in the street. No, I love it. So how do, uh, when people find you, do they already have something in mind that they want to do? Or is it um, a case that you explore with them the things that they want to experience? Sometimes. Sometimes people, you know, a lot of the time they'll have 
an idea in the head they want to go and see something uh, you know oh, I want I want to experience you know something they want to experience something they want to see sometimes it might be a sporting event um or it, you know it could be a waterfall somewhere it could be a mountain something you know any sort of experience I want to go to the beach there I want to you know all the different things so they'll you will have an element of people that are you know yeah this is what we want to do and know exactly what you know i'll have someone come to me and they'll have a three-week holiday and they can account for every day that they want to go <laughs> so, you know they know exactly what they want great you know i can just run through that with them and say yeah that's possible yes that's possible right okay well to do that we've got to do xyz and see how it will work sometimes we have to do or and and, and a lot of the time people well they'll have a rough idea i want to go to australia don't know you know but I don't know and so yes they want to go to Australia but then it's like well what do you want to experience what do you want to see um you know or you want to go to Canada again what do you want to see what do you want to do what do you like doing um you know if you know somebody wants to go to South Africa and things like that and you've got the wine lands in South Africa which to some people are absolutely stunningly beautiful and they can't think of anything better than being on you know in these vineyards but again you'll have somebody who wants to go to South Africa who got no interest in wine whatsoever so there's no they just point. want wildlife or, they just or want something the wildlife of that yeah. they want to experience yeah. the different things um so there's no point it, it's pinpointing again not just where somebody wants to go but that experience of what they want to get from where they want to go yeah yeah and certainly yeah, teetotal people don't want to go to the wine lands necessarily no but, <laughs> <laughs> but they might um, want to go you know and, and equally yeah. you might have somebody who wants to go we just assume everybody who wants to go to south africa or to one of these africa wants to go on safari but you'll have people that could be their like worst nightmare come true they'd be like no mm. why would i want to do that you know i don't get out of bed till 11 o'clock every morning so i don't want to go on safari where they're going to be ringing me up at five o'clock in the morning to get me out of bed to go and want to go see an animal you know that could but again they might have a love of wine and all things and want to go to the wine lands or the beaches you know and so it, it it's defining what people want what experience they want when they get to the countries not just mm. where they want to go so while there's specific countries or locations where you would say you're a specialist where you would have a, a, a more detailed knowledge yeah um I don't advertise myself as a specialist in x y or z um but what I do you know we do have accreditations um which I try we have to do we don't have to but I choose to I should say um sit every year every two years with a lot of the tourist boards um so for example I do the accreditation with the Australian and New Zealand Australian um, New Zealand tourist board South African and Canadian tourist boards so I regularly because I think they're destinations that offer so much um, and it's not an easy, it's not just like, oh, I want to go to Ibiza. Ibiza is a small little island and that's, you know, that's a run at what we call our bucket and spade, easy, mm. blah, blah, blah. But when there's destinations um, such as South America and say Canada, Australia, New Zealand, um, I regularly keep updated with the tourist boards and I sit their accreditations. Um, so I could advertise myself as a specialist in those destinations. Um, I ski. Um, so... I have skied regularly for the last 16 years every year. I would personally see, I would personally pick my skiing holiday over my beach holiday. If one thinks I'm mad, because they're like, why would you want to do that? But that's that's me. Um, and so, where would you pick as your best destination for skiing then, while you mentioned skiing? Generally, we go to France because it's easy. We drive, uh, we drive through France. We have that as part of the adventure. And like, I absolutely love the three valleys in France because the skiing there is just 
amazing. Um, but one year I was very, very, very lucky. Um, my brother-in-law was living in California, so we went out to see him. Um, right. And we did go in the winter, so we had the sun down in uh, San Francisco. And then we went up to a place called Heavenly in Lake Tahoe to ski. And we had a week skiing up there. It was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, very, very different skiing in the States to what it is skiing in Europe. But um, I don't personally think, you know, even living here, we could go all over the world to ski. Personally, three valleys ticks every box. Very good. So you mentioned Australia as an, uh, as an example of a place that someone might say to you, yeah, I'd love to go to Australia for a month. Um, how do you hone down because of the size of Australia? How do you work through what are the questions you're asking? What are the things you're trying to explore? Again, how much travelling they want to do when they actually get there. You know, are they a city? It's a lot. <laughs> because it's fast. So you could yeah. spend all month literally driving every day to a different place. So it is very much like, well, how flexible do they want to be? How much do they want to see? And have they got a tick list of the things they want to see? So they, you know, with Australia, they, you know, you definitely have, right, okay, well, I want to go to Sydney. I want to do the bridge climb. I'd like to go to Sydney Zoo. Uh, I want to go to Barrier Reef. I want to go to Ayers Block. I want to do the, the train. I want to do X, Y, Z. So you might have a list of all the things that they want, so somebody wants to do in that, that time. So then I would say, right, okay, well, look, I would recommend if you're going to Sydney, you need to have X amount of time. If you're going to the Barrier Reef, we need to allow a flight from here to here, or do you want to drive it? So that's the thing. Well, do you want to fly in between every place or are you happy to drive in between most of these places? So then it's nurturing from that, okay, some people will never hire a car. So, you know, they'll go, they'll, they'll travel somewhere, God no, driving abroad, no matter where I'm not doing it so then it's a case of right okay well we need to get you from A to B to C so if we have if we go to this place first you know if we go there first we can do you know go to Sydney we can do the Blue Mountains in that we can do your bridge climb we can do that then we need to get you know you want to go to Melbourne next right okay well that's going to be 20 hours of driving so if you only want to drive two and it hours only looks day, like you know a yeah, little dot on the map doesn't it yeah. yeah you've got 20 hours of driving or a week's worth of driving so yeah. okay oh, how many hours do you want to drive a day would you want to do two hours a day or do you want to have one day of six hours driving and another day of six hours right but stopping in between so mm. it's having that conversation with somebody about what they're comfortable with doing or how they would like to do it and if they don't want to drive right okay well we'll fly you or we'll do you by train we'll do this bit by train we'll do this bit by flight and it's having a conversation um, and sometimes it can take weeks mm. of honing and tailor making because then you'll put the itinerary together you then send it through right read it then let's have another chat and let's have another meeting and we go through it again right well, what bits did we like what bits didn't we like and you go from there so it's not a case of and that's where we're very very different because we have we make the time to do that to make sure it's right oh, well that's incredible i mean that because uh, it's not one of those things of just sort of buying something off a page or um just seeing a holiday advertise it's very much a case of constructing what, what the it is very much like that i mean we do still um, obviously there are you know tour company companies out there and travel companies that we use that have their brochures and there is you know and it does work that does still work um and we can do that. And then we will do that. You know, somebody will ring up and say, oh, I've seen this in a, you know, in a Kuboni brochure. This is exactly what I want to do. Or I've seen this in this brochure and this is that. And that's absolutely perfect. That's absolutely fine. We'll do that as well. That's an easy, that's, a, that's an easy, that's a given. Um, and it's perfect. There's nothing wrong with that. 
and so we we look at both sides but what i should say still always will try and do is just to have that conversation to make sure it is absolutely perfect mm. to what somebody wants to do so i guess it's important for us just to talk through how this year is a bit different but <laughs> i'm i'm also interested in what happened a year ago what happened when you would have had some of your clients customers um in far-flung territories as, as everything yes. was closing in as you know fewer flights were well, yeah how, what, it, what was that like how, how can you describe well, it was a that? weird one because it developed really really slowly um unlike other things we've had in the past where we've had terrorism and ash clouds and all sorts of, you know you're like oh my god even that unfolded just drastically i think with this i think because it was like nothing any of us had ever prepared for we hadn't there was no plan b there was nothing and it really sneaked up on us mm. um i was in celtic manor in wales we had um a weekend for travel councillors there was we have what we call a gold weekend and i'm plus the gold travel councillors and a story in itself but so us gold tcs we have a an award um well done you know get together so there was about 100, 120 of us in Celtic Manor for a weekend. Um, and we all went up on, I went on the Friday, everybody else, right, you know, a few people arrived on the Friday, a few, everybody else turned up on the Saturday because it was like just the one night thing. Um, and it was torrential weather. It was horrible. The journey up to Wales, down to Wales, up to Wales, whatever you say, it was horrible. There was floods, there was everything. Um, and we got there and it was just the beginning. We, we literally was the beginning of, of March and we were getting the rumblings of this bio, possible virus in China. And we were like, you know, and little rumblings were coming through on the news and we were all, you know, and it was beginning to show its head in Italy and people coming back from ski resorts, you know, or should they be doing it? And we were, and I hand on heart, you know, I was very much like, oh, here we go again. It, it, it's blowing, being blown. It's nothing, you know, it's a bit of a thing. It's being blown out of all proportion just chill it's fine you know and the hotel to be fair the um Kelsey Manor Hotel had had hand sanitizer pods out and we were a bit like yeah you know what's going on <laughs> it's something and nothing and it's, it's just you know another thing a couple of weeks it, it'll all be over with it's not anything for us to worry about oh how wrong were we mm. how wrong were we and it was quite fun and one of the guys that was supposed to be on the weekend had actually just come back um, from France skiing he was coming back on Saturday morning and coming straight to Celtic Manor and he had been asked he'd asked the question well is this still okay for me to come and actually somebody at our head office obviously had a bit more wisdom than any of the rest of us and said oh actually maybe best if you just don't come this time and he didn't come and we were all like oh my god it's such a shame he's not here you know why is he oh this is ridiculous Who, who's that little did we know and then obviously each week each couple of days it expanded and expanded and we were suddenly right okay this is actually very serious and mm, we could have you know again didn't think for one minute we'd be here a year later still in the same you know in a, in a relatively same position mm. um so it was a case of right okay who where what who have we got in different places who are we going to need to get home so it's then contacting the clients where they are um, and saying to them look we might actually have to consider you coming home 
um, because obviously we have winter holidays, you do have people that do long stays, you know, people that, you know, uh, will go even, you know, to Spain for six months or they'll go to different places for, for long stays or three or four. And again, you know, kind that we weren't so worried about those that sounds horrible, but if somebody was in skiing and they were coming home in a couple of days, they were right. It was like, right. Okay. You know what? You're going to be fine. You'll just come home on your regular flight. Everything's going to help. It was just, as it went down the scale, it was like, we, you know, client in Australia, you're going to have to come home. Mm. And then, oh, no, 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 don't be sick. It's like, no, we've got to get you home because mm. there's a very good chance that if you don't, we don't bring you forward and get you home this week, you could be out there for months. And that was a big realization. And again, it was getting the client to understand we're not messing about now. <laughs> we need to get you yeah. home. And Especially it, it, when it, Australia was so sort of cocooned from all of this. Yeah, um, and I'm aware of people who were not stuck in Australia. They chose to stay rather than come back, but yeah. they they weren't we, able to return until July. Exactly, and we had exactly the same because we have travel counsellors in Australia, and they had clients here in the UK, and they were saying to them, "You're going to have to come home because they're talking about closing the border, and if you don't fly home now, you're we don't know when we're going to be able to get you home," and and that's. A really tough call to make is you know as i say we've had stuff in the past but nobody envisaged this we've never had a case of right we we have in our own heads and we have plan we always have an operation back, back support so if something happens somewhere say tsunami you know or earthquake or tornado hurricane everything like that we know what to do we it's almost like right okay yeah that's happened Right, we need to make sure this, we need to make sure that we need to, do, and it, and we can deal with it. This has been out of everybody's comfort zone um, to to be because it is it was a total thing, and I don't think anybody realised what we were going to be facing. Mm. So, how long did that go on for? I mean, did you get everyone back within a few weeks or? Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> When that last customer, when we got them last people home, I had one, um, my friend's daughter, in fact, who was at university in Canada, um, and they were trying to book her a flight home um, because they obviously they just thought, oh, it's a flight, it's easy. And I got a phone call from mum in a panic. She was like, we can't get her a flight. Everything we're booking is getting cancelled. And, you know, she they were really, really distressed mm. because mm. she's, same age she's actually the same age as my son she's 22 years old now and she's on her on her own she's got a friend but she was in mm. university in Toronto um studying out there because her university placement was here but they do a year out there or whatever so she was out there and they it was a case of we can't get her home it's mm. not you can't just get on a boat you can't just get in a car and drive home you know she was going to be out there what do we do because if the university closes and we can't get her home Where's she going to go? Where's she going to live? Where's she going to do? And and that was probably the most stressful one of right. We need to get her home. Yeah. We need to get you get her home. And you know we did, thankfully. Um, but yeah, the relief, the sigh of relief when I got you know I, I look you know I'm tracking the flight and I could see right the flight has departed and I'm messaging mum like she is on that flight, isn't she? Yes, yeah. yes she's checked in. She's on. It was like she's checked in. Fabulous. She's on the plane, fabulous. Right, plane has departed, fabulous. Right, okay. Oh. Next morning, flight has landed at Heathrow. Emily is oh, in the taxi. Oh, relief. 
oh god because we do take it personally yeah. you know, it's not a case of we don't care we really we do care <laughs> and it's, it's, and it's, a, it's a, it must have been a very strange time because obviously most of your time is spent on getting people away <laughs> giving them the experience they want and so to cut that short must have been really painful but the better of the alter better than the yeah, alternative was, of being yeah, stuck you know but first i mean i will admit the first sort of conversation or two you had with the client was we think we might have a bit of an issue here um you know they're, they're saying this could be this this and the other are you happy where you are or do you want to come home and i can tell you nearly everybody was oh no we'll stay out here we're fine we're fine um i had um some clients that had gone to um Polynesia. So we have people here when you're thinking, oh my God, do That's you think quite a long way. Little island and they're a long, long way from home. And yeah. you know, they were on the cusp and it was like, in fact, yeah, they went and we were like, oh, oh is it? Yeah, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And then it was like, oh God, we've got to get them home. And then, yeah. so then it's, it's sometimes, it's not just say the international right okay let's get on a plane in new york and fly it back to london it is a case of right we need to get you from a to b and then b to c and and do that and yeah especially if you've created this quite bespoke set of arrangements then they you need all those things to work together to be able to get them back home again yeah so, so and then we got there and then say so, uh, but i can tell you there was a very collective sigh of relief across the country with all the different travel mm. people, with everybody in travel not just travel counselors of everybody getting clients home and getting them home safely um, and not having anybody stuck somewhere so so one year on how, how is it now so um how's it been you know since the vaccine became available how's it been since um, it's getting, people are seeing things changing yeah we are seeing things changing they're changing more they are changing slowly which i don't think is a bad thing um i know everybody is you know very much like oh my gosh i can't wait so we can go on holiday can't wait to get away although you know it's just for a change of scenery because everybody's you know we, we just haven't done it. it's not even like you can't go anywhere else. so everybody is very much like oh my gosh um i think it's made people also realize um how short um and how much we took things for advantage before you know if we wanted to go on holiday somewhere um we could do it you know if we could afford to go somewhere and we wanted to do it we'd say right okay yeah we can go into it so i think we took a lot of, not just holidays a lot of other things as well i think we all took for you know took for advantage we just assumed you know it was there we could do it you know if we wanted to go out we could there was nothing to stop us doing anything and I think these restrictions have really made people think actually um everything is not a given so we need to make you know the best of what we've got at the moment but actually going forward um I want to experience everything and I want to I want to do things properly you know and do things so I think we have that arm of things and the people, you know, I've got people that are desperate for the planes to take off. And the minute the first planes are out here, they're going to be on them and gone. Um, and then also, I think people are going to change. And certainly I've seen a change in my customers of, you know, you have one there will always just get on a plane, go and sit on a beach for a week and come home and, and not do anything in between. We're certainly seeing a change in that is actually, um, well, we were going to do that in five years time but we're going to do it now. So, um, and things where we people have, and the other end as well is where people haven't been able to go out and haven't been able to do anything. Um, they're thinking, you know what, we're going big next year. So they, they've sort of accepted they couldn't go anywhere last year. 
they've accepted we're we're sort of accepting that this year may be limited it's not going to be as easy as normal this year but certainly i've done more bookings over the last month for 2022 um than i would ever normally plan this far in advance but again i think that's a case of people are thinking right well you know we always wanted to take the kids to Disney we were going to do that before they grew up and we you know we wanted to do xyz we haven't been able to do that we would have done that so where we haven't done you know our two-week holiday to the beach last year and this year all the money we would have spent on those two holidays we're going to do a big one next year and I think next year is going to be a real like giving it large the whole world of travel has had to change and adapt so is there a spectrum on which people find themselves? So there's some who are just get back to normal as soon as possible, as you say, get on the plane. Yeah. Are there any customers on the other extreme that are Absolutely. just until yeah. everything is open, I'm just not yeah. going to not going to do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's so we've got literally the whole spectrum. We've got those that want to get on the plane right now. Oh, my God. As soon as we're allowed to get on that plane and go somewhere hot and somewhere, you know, I can do this, this and this. We, we will be there, we will be on those planes and going. Then we have those that are a bit more cautious and saying, right, well, yeah, but actually can we plan it for later in the year? But what if, what if, what if? And we are taking all of those things into consideration. Mm. So um, when we're looking and planning things, we're saying, right, okay, yeah, we can book this because you know we're 90% sure you're gonna be able to go. We think you're gonna be able to do this. Um, and, and they're happy to do that. And we look at all of the, the pros and cons in, in doing it. Um, and then you've got the other set. I've, well, there's actually four set. And then you've got those that have been really cautious and you'll say, you know what, we're gonna leave it till really the last minute. We wanna go away this year, but we're gonna leave it until a couple of days before. We're gonna pencil in the dates. And that's what we've had that conversation, right? Okay, well, let's just pencil in the dates that you want to go and let's have a look at it about a week before and see, yes I definitely want to go and do that and actually we've got the other end of the scale of people that have like you know what I've put my passport in the bottom drawer it's not coming out again and I'm going to travel in the UK for the foreseeable future because I'm just not confident in in going places so actually you know there's lots of lots of spectrum but you know that's what we're here for yeah yeah most certainly most certainly so looking in the long term then how do you think, if anything, do you think there's things that have changed permanently from your yeah. experience, from what you see? Um, yes, to some places and to some things. Um, I do think we will get back to what we call a normality. I do think that's going to take two to three years. For some people, it's getting confidence back as well. Yeah, um, sure. It's, you know, not so much that it won't be safe to go to certain destinations. It won't be this. It will just be, you know, people getting confidence back and having that where they may well have travelled long haul before. They may be thinking, oh, actually, I don't want to travel long haul. I'm going to stay closer to home. So if we need to get home, it's a lot easier. Sure. So, you know, as say, and then you've got the other side of the fence where they've always travelled close to home and they thought, you know what? No, we're going, we're going large and then doing the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And do you think that, that there's, off the back of this, there's certain parts of the world then that um, have sort of shown themselves more capable of protecting people and therefore that might appeal mm. more? Or do you think that people are sort of mm. separating those two things out? So, you know, obviously, historically, it's very easy to 
travel to the States or into Europe. And yet, obviously, those have been the most affected um, really by um, COVID. That's a very good question, really. Um, I think it's more that if somebody was traveling somewhere um, and they were to fall ill when they were there, um, for whatever reason, not just COVID, it's hmm. where, because that's the last thing any of us want, trust me, been there, done that, worn the t-shirt, yeah. um, don't want to fall ill somewhere. If I had to go to an A&E in that country or see a doctor in that country or, you know, worst case, go into hospital in that country, do I want to be in that country for it to happen? I mean, we never, ever, ever, ever want that to happen, mm. um, but it could happen for a multitude of reasons. Mm. And I think that is some of the more it's more obviously come to more to light in this people would not never normally you know or very few people would think about that but I think that's one consideration people have thought about is like mm, do I want to be you know gosh that's quite third world there and it would never have worried anybody before but that might worry somebody now um just slightly but I think that would be a very 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 small percentage mm. so that then does lead on to the whole thing of yeah, will travel insurance policies be more expensive yeah. now because we're going to need to protect against more things or we're going to need more support? Um, <laughs> I think also we all know insurance, not abandoned about, I'm going to say a terrible thing about insurance companies now, but I think any business, if they can see an opportunity to put their prices up on something, they will. <laughs> mm. um, but these, to be fair, the insurance companies, you know, as, as a whole, um, have been really proactive and really good about the cover that they you know they will cover if you have a positive test before you're due to travel you know obviously I think we're all we're going to be in the land of having to have you know once we've had the inoculations maybe we won't have to have PCR tests but I think we're for, un, until certain time maybe this year we're going to have to have either the flow tests at the airport when we check in or we're going to have to have PCR tests 72 hours before and the insurance companies are the majority of uh, the ones that I know of are covering people if that should happen. So insurance companies are cover covering it. Um, whether they've put their policy prices up, I haven't seen that yet. But going forward, who, who knows? But they are certainly they have taken it on board and are covering, you know, if you were away and you tested positive and, you know, you can't fly home. They have put additional things in insurance policies. You, anybody taking a travel insurance policy out needs to definitely check that well will this cover me if I have a positive test and I can't travel will it cover me if I have a positive test in resort and not just you know if you have a test in, in resort or if you test positive and or you've got a temperature at the airport when you go to board that plane and they don't let you board the cost implication of that how, are they going to cover me for that that is you know in travel insurance is a massive thing and we mm you have to have it I you know I just I wouldn't understand why anybody would travel abroad or even travel in this country believe it or not without some form of travel insurance mm. but it is very you know you do have to make ask those questions just ask the question does it cover Covid does it cover Covid in this situation or this situation and make sure it's a yes very wise words so it must lead us on to the question about vaccinations and passports and being able to prove what what do you think on that do you think it will accelerate the, the business of travel if that people are I think it's obliged gonna make, to show it yeah I think it's going to make travel a lot easier once everybody is inoculated and, and until it's a um I, t I think until Covid comes into the situation where it is classed as a flu then 
vaccine and certification. I think um, passport is probably maybe the wrong word to use um, because I know a lot of people, if you say um, having a, you know, a, a, a passport to travel, you have a passport to travel, but if it's a, you know, a vaccination passport and things like that, some people are very much, as we know, or oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm just not going to go. I'm not going to go. Um, other people are like, I don't care. Put hundred stamps in my passport. If it means I can get on that plane, I'll, I'll take whatever. So again, you've got the two trains of thought, but I think what we need to remember, and we are very lucky. We live in a country where we don't have typhoid. We don't have malaria. We don't have, you know, these, and we have inoculations, you know, the MMR, we have those. And, and, you know, we live in a, about where we can drink our water without worrying about any, you know, things like that. Um, but there is a list of countries when people travel abroad, you know, whether you, say you're going to, to India and or South America or somewhere where the organizations, World Health Organizations will say, if you are traveling to this country, we recommend, and they'll have a list, so say for example you'll, you'll have a list you'll have they'll say hepatitis a hepatitis b polio diphtheria tetanus typhoid they're the, like you know the ones that most people if you even if you go into the caribbean they are on a recommended list to have then you have countries and they're all recommended so you don't have to prove you've had them it's your choice whether you have them or not but it's a case of well do i just want to have an injection for typhoid or do i want to risk getting typhoid um Personally, I definitely don't want to have typhoid. So I will go and have the injection. But, you know, some people are, oh, no, I won't get it. So um, they're in that same window with COVID. They're like, oh, I won't get it. It's, you know, I don't want to have the vaccination for whatever reason. And that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Um, but I think what we have to remember is there's also countries where vaccination of certain diseases is compulsory to enter. And I think we have to treat COVID the same. And I think if we treat it and people get into their heads, that's what it is, um, then I don't think we would have the, I'm not having it. They're doing it to track me. They're doing it to trace me. They're doing it for this way. They, they, you know, what they're saying is, look, you know, we want, everybody wants the privilege of being able to travel and have these experiences uh, because that's what we do you know we've done it for hundreds and hundreds of years and we want to carry on doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years but if it means you know well I just have to go to the doctors or I have to go to this I get a, a certificate to say I've had this I'm going to be allowed to go because it's protecting you and protecting the country that you're traveling to because again as we know we're very lucky we've got a fantastic NHS which we you know and we've got doctors that we can ring up and we can go to some of these countries that we're traveling to haven't you know they haven't got a local doctor they might have to walk a whole day to get to a local doctor so if you want to go on holiday to this place that country can't afford for you to be in their country and be a day away from a doctor or not have the, the hospitals in the way that we have. And that's the thing we need to take into consideration. Mm, and I think if we get point. that around our heads, it's a whole different thing. Yeah, that's a very good point. I think you're right with the health service that we have, perhaps we become a bit complacent and yeah. think everywhere else around the world is the same. Yeah. Well, that's been very interesting, Jenny. Thank you so much. That's uh, been great to just get a, an express trip through your career and the experiences which you've got and, and how you make you. make people's lives so much more fulfilled by being able to do the things so. they want to do i hope so it's, it's been an absolute pleasure i've really enjoyed it thank you
as always, do give us some feedback. Go onto our Facebook page, which is Suffolk Money, and uh, find us there. Leave us some comments, give us some feedback, and uh, do the same on your podcast facility of choice, whichever one you're using. If you can give us some feedback through there as well, we'd love to receive that. Please do uh, recommend us to your friends so that they can get some benefit from the stories that we're bringing. And also, if you've got any news items that you can keep us informed about, then we'd love to hear those as well. So we hope that we'll see you next time on Suffolk Money. Suffolk Money.